0: Hi, right, welcome to the Let It Fly show. I am Michael Severe, joined by three-time state champion, the <laughs> Central, the Eagles, and of course, also with the great Blue Jays, Josh Jones. What's up, man? Appreciate it, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. You know, we're live inside the, the podcast studio here at Let It Fly, yeah. which is, of course, is in the Capital District, an elevated sports bar yeah, experience.
1: For sure. Elite. Is it's elite. Word. Yeah, it it's is. A, I like elite. That's Definitely. a good thing about it. Everywhere
0: you look, is a TV. So You have all the TVs, you got all the food. And then you have the atmosphere. Yep. When you're in here at night, there's a game going, coming down to the end, and you're like, you look around, everybody's on one TV, or everybody's leaning in. Right. And that's the sports bar atmosphere that you want, and that's what you get here. For sure.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I think the greatest thing I appreciate is just, like, the vibes, man. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the amenities are cool. You know, you got all the TVs yeah. and the, the beautiful lighting and the seatings and things. But, like, the people who come in here, man, they make it to the next level.
0: Oh, yeah. And then they they get the food, which we do this to start every show. We kind of look at the menu, pick something yeah. off the menu. Uh, you, you want to go first? Yeah, something? You got I do, something? Man. What you got?
1: See, on this menu, man, yeah. it's almost like even I can look up and down for something else, but I always go back to the 12 lemon pepper wings.
0: Lemon pepper. That's the king right there. Man. King loves him some lemon pepper.
1: Man. Big fan. Yeah, bro. I blame Rick Ross. <laughs> you know he once he put that out there, man, it was it was we we already you know, as black people, yeah been eating lemon pepper. Yeah, but man, it went to a new level when he when he
0: started pumping it. <laughs> See, I, I yeah, like lemon yeah. pepper. I like to mix it. <laughs> but I mix it with teriyaki.
1: Oh, word! I mix I, those two together I'll, and I, I eat that mess way. With I, I, I don't like know teriyaki. Why.
0: The lemon pepper gives you that zest to the teriyaki and kind of cuts it. All I am right. a big. I do the same thing with the hot garlic. Yeah, maybe. I mix it, the two if together. If it's
1: in front of my face, I'll try. it.
0: You try. You try it. for, for me, lemon pepper wings. I'm going to the brunch menu. Okay, which is fairly new. Right? You come here on the weekend, open at 10. Yep. During the week, it opens up at 11. You can get some brunch items. I'm going with the barbecue pork Benedict. All right. I'm a big eggs Benedict person, right? Yeah. So with this one, you get poached eggs, mm-hmm. you get house smoked pork, you get biscuits, got a holiday sauce topped with home fries. Man. <laughs> you it's all lose. I need you can't lose what else It's only, and it's 16 bucks and it's a big plate of food Yeah, it's perfect for you you get one of those great drinks they have right. the mimosas or whatever else in the morning for brunches so Man, I'm brunch going great order some wings right now, now you, you you gotta hold on for a minute hold on for a minute <laughs> we got a podcast to do a uh, couple things before we get to our guest, a great yeah. guest we're gonna have the uh, the greatest player in Creighton basketball history Doug McDermott one, one of
1: the greatest scorers one, in college history
0: you can say legitimately yeah. and I, I know things move because guys keep scoring but Top five scorer in the history of college basketball. Yeah. That's what he was. And you don't find guys being three-time All-Americans. No, not That at all. list is like yeah. Jabbar.
1: Yep. And there's like think, a handful yeah, I think of people. I Patrick think he's top, top ten yeah. greatest players ever.
0: I, I don't doubt that a bit. To be honest. With his career. And, the only and, and, thing missing yeah. from his career was the advancement in exactly, the tournament. Exactly, yeah. That's the only thing. A lot yeah. of the guys had advancement in the tournament. Yeah. That was the only thing that was missing for him. Um. But – other things going on. July 26th is Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. Yeah, obviously Nebraska will be there. There day two. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be fun. You know, and it's <laughs> gonna be great because all of the Big Ten media is gonna have a chance to learn what we learn. Yeah, that Matt Rule is a heck of a speaker in public, and I know they're gonna enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got Ethan Piper going, offensive lineman, kind of a surprise to some people, but he's a veteran. And and I hate saying this, but I can say it. He's well-spoken. Yeah. I mean, When Ethan Piper talks, you're like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. So it's good they're bringing him. You bring a quarterback, obviously. You want to bring your quarterback. Jeff Sims is going as well. And then Luke Reimer has been the leading tackler for Nebraska the last two years. So he's going as well. He'll be there. Uh, Some of the big stars, Ohio State receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., the best receiver in college football. Might have been the best last year, but couldn't come out yet. Blake Corum coming off that injury from Michigan. Uh, Little baby, Tunga Yep. He'll be there. And Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen as well. Those are all some of the biggest ones. And the new commissioner yep. will speak in front of the media as well. Yeah. The new Big Ten commissioner. It's like
1: once that happened, man, it's, it's winning time.
0: It, once, once the Big Ten mini days is over, yep. you got like less than a month. Exactly. You got less than a month for the season to start, exactly. which is going to be awesome. And of course, Nebraska starts early on a Thursday. Yep. So ahead With of time. With a hard game. Going to Minnesota. Mich- going to Minnesota. Going going to to going to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, before we get to our guests again, a couple of notes about the Huskers. <clears> we got another four star. Yeah, okay. Uh, Preston Talmore. He was the number one player in Hawaii, big offensive lineman. Uh, this gives him now according to on 3 4 uh, four stars. So they're continuing to build this 2024 right. class up. This was a surprise. Not a lot of people thought they were going to get Talmore. But, but, uh, but it's but, good big
1: but that's what Matt Ruhl does. Yeah. He he rebuilds programs. If you look at his his track record at all the colleges he was at. Sure. He has took him from a low spot in the rankings very low, to yeah. a very high spot. Definitely. definitely. So I'm excited yeah. for what and he's doing.
0: And then going to do. You know, Dom, the Rayolas are from Hawaii. Yep. So that was a big get for the offensive line and, and the offensive Somebody line coach tell as well. Dylan, man, tell um, it out. We asked about it. He, missing <laughs> he missed it out. We asked He <laughs> missed it out. So that gives you that gives you Tom Moore, yeah, yeah. that gives you Carter Nelson, yep. um, out of Ainsworth, Robert, Roger Gradney, he's out of Texas. Yep. And then Mario Buford, whose big brother plays here, of course, out of Soto, Texas. That's your four four stars on on 3 so they're having a they're having a heck of a thank you Yeah, I'm excited so
1: for it. Um I think um despite of winning in lo- or losing the first game, I think um, the way that uh coach Rule approaches practice mm-hmm. from uh from what I understand and um how we spoke to people about everybody getting reps, mm-hmm. having that old school mentality bringing everybody back around. Right. I think
0: it's something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the season no doubt about that, but now I'm looking forward to our next guest when we come back and let it fly show. Dougie McBuckets. All right, welcome back to the Let It Fly show. We're joined by a very special guest now. Of course, he was a college All-American, the greatest player
2: besides Josh Jones in Creighton history. Doug McDermott joining us here, of course, the NBA star as well. Doug, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's great being back in Omaha, um, you know, being around Jonesy, um, just seeing a lot of old friends, family. Um, it's just always good to be back in the Creighton community in the Omaha community. Yeah, what's, what's uh, July and August like for an NBA player? Yeah, we, uh, we finished up a little earlier this year because we didn't make the playoffs. So uh, I had a lot of time to kind of decompress, do some traveling, and now I just got back from Vegas nice. to watch uh, the Spurs' summer league team and, you know, when and um, the circus around him. <laughs> so pretty crazy, pretty crazy out there. But uh, it's good to be back here and just get back in the gym.
1: Hey, well, uh, let me fix this. What, how many years have you been in the league
2: now? This would be 10. 10? 10. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: What, what was your uh, welcome to the NBA moment?
2: No.
0: oh man and, like, when did, was it in the game or it was in practice it was at, I think it was that dunk oh that dunk was pretty
2: that's pretty right but like for you
1: what was that well, NBA
2: yeah I didn't really take too much stock in like the summer league I was just trying to get better I knew that it wasn't all NBA players out there you know there's a lot of overseas players mm-hmm. not not to dis- disrespect anyone but I'd say my first NBA moment was rookie year um, we were up in Canada um, for a preseason game in Winnipeg and um, we were playing the Timberwolves, and KG was still on the <laughs> do Timberwolves. It too. Yeah. And he wasn't playing. He was at the end of the bench, and he was talking to me the whole game, just talking shit to me, like, you're not ready. You're not, you're not built for this. Yeah. And uh, it's like, dang, man, I looked up to you when I was yeah. a kid. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still do. He's one of my favorite players of all time, but I was like, okay, this is the NBA. This is a different different animal. So tell me, after the game, he, like, dapped you up and no. was no. like, no. 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 Oh, <laughs> I played with, J- play with Joe Keem Noah, who they didn't get along either, so he wasn't talking to any of us. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Uh, before
1: you ask another question, yeah, go ahead. you got any Kobe Bryant stories?
2: <sighs> yeah, I do. Um, I got a chance to play against him for two years, like his final two right. years. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was really cool. He, it was his last game at the United Center when I was on the Bulls. And, uh, you know, the whole crowd was crazy, you know, because it was Kobe's last game at the, in Chicago. Yeah. And it was his, kind of his, his tour. And he was actually guarding me um and i had pal gasol on our team so it was cool to play with him and have kobe on the other side and kobe was guarding me and he called the entire play that was about to be ran <laughs> it was a sh- it was it was to give me a shot and oh, yeah. um, we ran this like elevator screen you remember that sure yeah. in college hoiberg ran it for me yep. and kobe's like all right we got to we got an elevator screen he's about to get through there and he pow actually like hit him like the screen. Oh, the screen yeah on the screen and i was able to get a shot off and nice. he was like he was like damn <laughs> but he called he called the shot before, uh, yeah. but everyone started. That just shows you how intelligent, you know, he was as a player. What, yeah.
1: What's the admiration, I mean, like, for the group of players on the floor? Do they feel the same aura as a fans? like, man, it's Kobe.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a – you know, he has that effect like Tiger Woods d- does yeah. for golfers and, you know, MJ and, right. you know, something, you know, that that's who everyone looks up to. Everyone's wearing his shoes and right. he just – the way he was, like, globally, you know, mm-hmm. everyone admired him. Um, so, obviously, super sad what happened, but he's still – his legacy lives on forever. I was watching a video today. They had one to three, Pete. A month later, he goes to the Rucker in New York,
0: and he's balling at the Rucker. And 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 they're doing they're doing this commentary as he's taking people off the dribble. I'm like, what are you doing? You're a superstar. You're out there at the park. But that's the kind of dude he was. And, and he – his nickname obviously wasn't the Matrix, but he kind of saw stuff slow motion. Did, did, did you ever get to that point where it, you're in a game where you're kind of seeing stuff like he was? Like he's calling out the play before it even happens. That You feel like that? Uh, more so on offense.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's honest, man. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Got a score to
2: win. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt that at certain times and still kind of do at times, but um, obviously he had it um unlike anyone else ever has um and it's just I think LeBron has it too he's so intelligent um and everyone that's played with him has said the same thing and it's just something I'm sure is real special to be a part of Doug McDermott joining us here on the Let It Fly show was there where were you when the lottery was announced and what was that feeling like when you guys knew you were getting number one I was actually in Omaha I was just with my parent. I was with my mom out at their house and uh I just wanted to be kind of chill not away from people and I mean the whole season it just kinda of felt like we were gonna get this guy, it just felt like destiny destiny for the Spurs, you know. The way it's happened with, you know, David Robinson and Tim that. Duncan, Tim Duncan you know, yeah, just another generational guy, it just kinda of felt like we were gonna get him. So I was still hyped, you know, when it happened. I, I got off the couch and I was running around the house yelling. <laughs> My mom's probably got a video somewhere, but uh, I just, I just, we, just, the Spurs deserve it. You know, um, it's been a tough couple of years rebuilding, and yeah. I just think with Pop getting older, I think this is a great way to transition to obviously the end of his career. Yeah. What? So,
1: I mean, you play for a few teams. What is it about San Antonio that you love? Like, you seem, you seem to me like this is the time for you. I yeah. the
2: stars align. Like, what is it
1: like being
2: in San, San Antonio? It's just the culture, you know. It's just the culture. It's got that um, – just that feel. Um, just a dynasty. You know, the dynasty, the dynasty. they went through. You know, yeah. kind of like what the Patriots is like in football. And um, just playing for an all-time great like that is just um, – every day you just, like, learn something new. And uh, it's crazy. They just take such good care of their players there. And uh, it's all about development. You know, they, they let you be a pro. I'm um, not saying other places that don't, but San Antonio has the most feel um, as an organization, the way they take care of everyone. And I think it's just, uh, they make it easy on us. You mentioned being at the summer league and seeing Wimby play. What'd you think of his game? Watch him in person. I mean, it's just, it's crazy what he can do. You know, I think it's going to take some time. I think sure. people got to be patient. You know, I think today's world, everyone expects things to happen overnight. Um, but he's 19 years old, 18 yep. years old or whatever he is. And um, he's 19, has, 19 years old and weighs like a buck 12. Yeah. Give him give him a chance. Yeah, I mean yeah. he does like he's <laughs> been right. Yeah. He yep. does like 3 4 5 things a game that just like you haven't seen before. So yeah. it's it's crazy the the upside he has and um you know the Spurs are a perfect spot for him cuz like I said like they they just so good at player development and he'll he'll only he'll get better. What
1: type of dude is he? I mean, you were at the summer league, you have an opportunity to chop it up with your
2: teammate at all. Yeah, yeah, I actually was uh Just in our little training room at the hotel, and it was just him in there on their off day, and I just went up and said, like, just excited to play with you, like, welcome to the team, and you know, you could just tell he was a little overwhelmed with all the media, and uh, just kind of needs a little break, you know. And I think, I think he'll get that because he's been on the front page of ESPN for like two months straight. So Mm -hmm. I think he just needs some time to decompress and just get ready for the season. You
1: played against a lot of players. Have you ever? It's not really about seeing a player like him. Have you ever seen a player as tall? as him with the dynamics of his attributes in your professional career?
2: No, nah, I mean, I played with Porzingis briefly in New York. Um, his height, you know, seven two, whatever mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. And, you know, Wemby's even taller, but he's got more, you know, handle to his game. And He dribbles just, so low, he too. He does, yeah. He gets
0: almost like in a crouch you when he dribbles. You can
2: tell he's really studied, you know, KD mm-hmm. and uh, certain guys like that. Um, you know, so I think he's been preparing for this his whole life. You know, he's been – has his own, you know, personal trainer since he's like fourteen years old. He's wow. got people living with him. Yep. He's like sure. this is like his life. So uh, he even learned
0: English. So yeah. he'd
2: be better off and you know and, and learned it very well. He speaks like he he's the second I would have thought he was from America if I yep. didn't know. You know, yeah. when I talk yeah. to yeah. him he's the the way he speaks. It's mm-hmm. awesome. You think Pop will let him run the uh,
1: center forward or center point?
2: I think <laughs> so. I think Pop will let him do what he wants, you know, <laughs> but he's gonna coach him hard. I yeah. know that. Um <laughs> We got another guy on our team from uh, you know, Jeremy Sohan from uh, Baylor who yeah. Yeah. also is like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, that can handle. So those two together are going to be really special for a long time. In terms of what uh, – you,
0: obviously you had a great head coach in college. People always talk about how it's like your dad's playing chess and other people are playing checkers when on inbounds in plays. Mm-hmm.
1: He wasn't – I mean, he had an extra push because of the father-son dynamics, but his dad didn't coach him like he was his son.
0: I mean, oh, yeah, sure. he probably
1: coached him harder, but mm-hmm. I felt the same way he felt as right. Matt coached him. I, mean, I got to
0: put that out there. What, what sets Pop apart? Like, I know what sets your dad apart, especially offensively. What sets Pop apart from the other coaches, you've had, the, the head coaches you had in the pros?
2: Yeah, I mean, Pop is uh, it's just more so the stuff, like, off the court with mm-hmm. us, um, just the way he, um, you know, he takes basketball serious, but I think mm-hmm. he takes the stuff off the court even more serious, mm-hmm. you know, we do a lot of team dinners, which is kind of unheard of in the NBA. Like we yeah. do a ton of where nice. he rents out the restaurant and he'll, you know, be pouring us wine. He know, loves his wine, and he'll he'll <laughs> he switch does. us around yeah. tables to make sure we're sitting with other guys to get yeah. to know each other. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and, That's then, That's what wins. Yeah, and, and we'll go we'll go to museums on the road. You know, yeah. we'll we'll go on like little field trips. Wow. Um, just like when we're in D.C., we went to the Holocaust wow. Museum and just like stuff wow. like that. He does and um you know sometimes you just don't know what's coming you'll you think you have a tough film session but instead we'll watch like a documentary on something uh so it's uh he keeps you on your toes and uh i I really enjoy that um it kind of keeps it it keeps the season fun and entertaining because he just has such a he's such a feel for like people and personalities and um obviously i think that all translates to the basketball floor too you know if you're closer with your teammates and trainers and it's only going to lead to better things on the floor, no doubt.
1: Yeah, so what about like uh, for you to play 10 years in the league? What has sustained you to stay in the NBA?
2: Um, I mean, just trying to be a good teammate. Um, you know, I think a lot of guys can come in with some ego in the NBA, and, you know, there's only a certain amount of all stars and, you know, superstars in the league. And right. the quicker you adapt to, like, your role mm-hmm. and just knowing, like, hey, I might not start, I might not get 20 shots tonight. Might only get three or four but i'm not gonna be an asshole about it um that i think that is what separates guys having shorter careers and longer careers when you're a role player and uh the quicker i found that out i think i've been able to play longer
0: doug mcdermott joined us of course for former blue jay and M- nba player for now a decade as you talked about i want to go back to san antonio because it's one of my favorite cities i missed so much when the huskers left the big 12 because we used to go down there at least once a year Love the board, love the Riverwalk, love all of that. But as a city, it's also tiny, mm-hmm. right? Talk about playing in a smaller city, a smaller community, and what that's like as an NBA star in
2: a place like San Antonio. It's great, man. It's uh, it's such like a tight-knit community, like you said. Um, so many just very passionate fans, and the Spurs are all they have for pro teams. You right. know, we have a soccer team, but... Um, we're the we're the show in town, kind of like Creighton is here in mm-hmm. Nebraska football. People take it so serious, and um, that's the coolest part about living there. Is wherever you go, people are showing you love. You know, nice. regardless if you had a bad game, you know they, they just love their Spurs. And um, now with Austin being close, you know it's always been close, but just right. like how much it's grown in between the cities, um, it's kind of like one big city feel, and you can always sneak out to Austin if you want to. Yeah, we were, we were down there for a big 10, big 12 media days once, and Rodman was playing for
0: San Antonio at the time, and he literally walked in with another dude, that was it, came into this bar, we were at the Holland Wolf, the, the Doolin' Piano Bar place, and he comes and he sits down, and he just drinks, and it was nothing, nobody came and messed with him, and I thought that's weird, but that just seems like the chill
2: that right. San Antonio is. Yeah, they, they definitely leave you alone, and they respect your time, and respect you, you. exactly, that's yeah, nice. like Timmy D and uh, Manu and Tony Parker, they all still live in town. And, like, you see them come to the facility, you nice. know, at least once a week. Manu's there every day with us, and it's, like, it's just, like, a really family feel.
1: Mm.
2: No, I think he used to. I missed that, but I think they're going to have him work with Wemby. That's what they said, yeah. So so yeah. I want to I wanna watch those just so I can yeah, learn some sure. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your role, like, um, with the
1: team moving? What do, you, what do you consider your role as a specialist being on, your, on the smartest? Well,
2: I just think with these guys that they have, the young guys, I feel like spacing, they need spacing, shooting. So I think uh, I definitely help that. Yeah. I think I'm one of the better shooters. Um, and I think um, – You are. Yeah. And I I mean, I think just the locker room presence now, we have so many young guys just having a guy that's been in the league for 10 years. And yeah. we have a few other guys that have been in for a while. But uh We just – Gorgie Jang just left um, this past year. But we got um, – we just traded for Reggie Bullock We got yeah. um, Devontae Graham. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. we got some good vets. Um, Zach Collins is a little older, um, but we got a good mix of guys and just uh, such a good staff. I mean, they they're, they're, they do such a good job of keeping like the video coordinators and like the you know GAs of our team, whatever. Not grad yeah, assistant, right. but that role. Yeah. Oh, um, sure, they keep guys like that have, that have played basketball too. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just a good environment. I want to go back to uh, last year with
0: the way Creighton went on their run, getting to the Elite Eight. I know you weren't in Louisville, but where were you watching the
2: game? Where were you at the end of that game against San Diego State? Man, I was on the bus on the way to the Boston Garden. Oh, wow. Um, TD Garden. I was. I caught pretty much the whole game in my room, yeah. and yeah. then I took the last bus over to the game. We had a day game against Boston, and I uh, I stayed on the bus till the game finished. Like I let everyone go in. Yep. There was, like two minutes left. I'm like, all right, I need to lock in. Yeah. And uh, I'm just sitting there and <laughs> – Right before the play happened, I think one of our security guards came. and was like, you ready to come in? And I felt like he jinxed it. I was yeah. like, because oh, then God. the whistle happened. And I was like, right. damn, everything was going so well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's not his fault. But I'll never have yeah. never have good memories yeah. in that tunnel again. It yeah. was just. The uh...
1: thing about that game is the call was a foul. You can call it as a foul. But I thought that the whole game was.
0: was so physical. Yeah. Yeah. And then you call that. Yeah. Dude, that was, like, less than a, less than a second. It I was, mean, and then they added time back. But
2: have you ever been in that situation where a foul that late decided a game? No. At any level of your career? Never. Never. I've never Damn. seen anything like it. And, I mean, neither team really played good enough to win that game. So yeah. it, was just hard, yeah. it was hard to see it um, yeah, exactly. finish that way. And, you know. I think I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but when we're playing pickup together, like right. you, people don't call that, no. especially on game point. Exactly. Um, okay. I don't think people call that on the first play of the game. So yeah. it's um, no, it's, exactly. it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. And I don't want to, create to get to the point where we're on that. Like, no shade. Yeah. I'm a jester. No, sure. But like the old Huskers that won everything. Like the Huskers we are now, we don't want to just live
0: on the glory days.
1: Sure. You know, we want to, get right back to that.
2: Moment. Right. Yeah. I think they will too. I mean, with everyone they got returning, they're hungry. I've been seeing them working all summer. Um, man, they're going to be good. Yeah. Be really what do you good. think of Baylor's game
0: cuz it's 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 funny Sam Griesel signed with the Celtics recently as kind of like a I practice still play player. Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about that a little bit because what, what do you think about Baylor's game translating?
2: Because obviously when he's on, he can really shoot. He yeah. has that bully ball. He can drive. He's got good size. What do you think about him in the next level? I think he's going to be an NBA player. I think both, you know, all three of those guys, um, you know, call Baylor and Trey. Um, but I really like Baylor as an NBA player after mm. being in it for a while just because he sees the game so well. Yeah, that's um, a big part of it, yeah. I mean, I I compare him to, like, Joe Ingles. You know, the oh, okay. Lefty, eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, no. and I mean, Joe is a good but defender, but but I think Baylor's got, like, he's got some shit to him. Like, yeah. he's tough. Yeah. Um, he, he looks really good. I know he's gotten a lot stronger this summer, and I Big think time. he's going to have the ball in his hands exactly. more, yeah. which is going to showcase him. In, yeah. A you know, lot
1: of people come up to me and say, man,
2: he's taller than what I thought. Yeah. And yeah. that is what's
1: going to be impressive about him because he got
2: the grid. And he can shoot it. He yeah. can really shoot it. He didn't shoot his best last year. And, and I that's mean. Right, but he's got no fear and that's what the NBA is. You got to be confident and mm-hmm. that's he has that for sure. Obviously you want to win a championship, but after these 10 years, what's left for you to accomplish? What are some of the things maybe you came in with goals? What do you what do you want to get done the rest of your career? I mean, I just want to I want to try and stay on the Spurs as long as I can just cuz I know they I know they I know they're, they're, they're building, like especially with, you know, what we have now. Yeah. Um it's been a tough two years having to like kind of rebuild. Um, I just kind of want to see it through, and I got one so, more year there. We'll see what happens after that, but uh, I just I love it there. Um, and then obviously someday I would like to win a title. Sure. Um, you know, I think I've had a good enough career, made enough money where it's kind of the point where I d- I do want to win one. Yeah, you know, exactly. at some point and yeah, exactly. be a little more, you know, on TV more and just just sure. feel like I'm playing for something. Yeah, and that like yeah. the last few years haven't really felt like that. Um, but it worked out because we got Wemby. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm excited about this new format, you know, in the beginning. It's like a
0: uh, oh, the tournament, yeah, it's the not, mid-season. It's not a, it's not a, what you call it a, a pre, it's not a preseason tournament. No, it's a mid-season tournament. You yep. Know? Yep. Like,
1: how do you think that enhances the game of basketball? From a fan perspective, I'll say first that I kind of felt like the NBA, like, was never, you know how people didn't want to watch NBA basketball until Until game?
0: Christmas. Oh, oh, yeah, at least
2: it, him.
1: At least Christmas, because mm-hmm. it got competitive. Do you think this new format will will have instant gratification about
2: competitiveness? I think it'll take a little time. I think it's just so fresh now. Um, You know, I think uh, it will definitely, like when you know you have a game that it's against someone in your team or or your pool, Pool, or whatever. I think those will be bigger games and they'll be showcased a little more. So I think that's going to be good for the fans and us. You know, because sometimes you're on game 42 or whatever, you're kind of tired and you're just like, when's all-star break? Um, But now it's like, we got something to play for sure. more yeah, sure. in, the, in the regular season. And um, I think it's going to be great for the game. You know, more time in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I want you to think back to your time at Creighton. And, and I know it's going to be
0: hard to think about. But do you ever remember a moment where you passed the ball to Josh and they gave it back? Mm, did he ever Maybe, give it back? Transition. I'm even, Maybe I, transition, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, if he was around the three-point line and you threw it to him, did he ever say, oh, let me give it back to you? I knew it was an assist, yeah. so I, I, I was, good. It was, I was good. it was a bucket. I didn't, I didn't give
2: many any assists, so <laughs> no, right. when I threw it to Josh, I wanted him to shoot because yeah. I, I knew Shut it was cash. There was you crash. go. There you go. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, black hole. Just like that. <laughs> it ain't coming back. It ain't coming back. I I, I, ain't, <laughs> I
0: say,
1: black hole. I, more say uh, <laughs> um, I, I can't even find
0: a phrase. We called you guys a clicker when I was in high school. It's a long time ago. Jamal the, Crawford. Jamal? Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Jamal yeah. Crawford. Yeah. 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 No shot's a bad shot yeah, for Jamal exactly. Crawford, I, yeah.
1: I still remember a moment we were playing against Northwestern at home, and it was time to score. And it was almost like if I missed and they scored, they go up with, like, 30 seconds left, man. And I looked at Mac and shot him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were looking at him as you shot him. <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't because I didn't because I played my role, like he said. Yeah, sure.
1: I just,
0: man, I, I worked on my game so much, like I had the ultimate
1: confidence. My shot. Yeah. Maybe if he take my confidence, he'll
0: play for the
1: Spurs
0: 10 more years. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> no, I did give him up, though. Yeah, that's awesome. So, just not too far from here, a couple blocks from here, actually, four or five blocks, there's a, a, a sports bar, kind of a sports bar, but they sell hamburgers and they make a Doug McDermott burger and it's got peanut butter on it. Is that your, that's something you like? Is that why they created that burger?
2: I like they hit me with it a while ago my senior year yeah. and uh <laughs> I was just bored with my roommate and we we're like let's think of something super creative that no one's done so we were looking online and I was like let's just throw this out there you okay. know and I liked it it was good I okay. I've never had had it before right. really I just wanted to do yeah. something creative and um I went in there and had it and I was like this is actually pretty good it's and, popular uh, and now it's still on the menu it's still so on the menu it yeah. must be good so yeah.
0: <laughs> the peanut, Doug McDermott, peanut butter. I, mean, I think yeah. it's he had to change it up a little bit though, because no, they no, got no. they got theirs, but we have a different yeah, one. Exactly. I think they should go get all of the, you know, go find all of the former Creighton yeah. players and have them kind of name a burger. And if not, always on the menu, but just rotate them. Yeah. You know, it'd yeah. be right. kind of cool.
1: If, if if the NBA had a golf tournament, who
2: would win? Well, Steph Curry. Steph. <laughs> he just went this Steph. weekend. He I mean, is so yeah, good. Play- I feel like I could finish top ten. If you know, you top. Know, see, I What's mean, your we, handicap? We, I'm like a three. Oh, that's it. We played. Idea. We played a ton in the bubble. Um, we played a lot of golf, and so I saw all those guys play. And you know, everyone saying Steph was the best, but uh, I played with uh, J.R. Smith and um, oh, who went to college for Garrett it, Garrett Temple. Yeah. yeah. So yes. J.R. Smith's a really good player. Yeah, He's I mean, playing he, in college. I never. He didn't hit a driver either. He hit all three wood off the tee and oh, wow. still drove it past me by like ten yards. And wow. just, I think the first hole we played together was a par five, and he just had an eagle like it was nothing. Just wow. No no big deal. Yeah, that's, what's up. So that's awesome. He can play. He can play. I always wondered that. Yeah. So, Steph,
1: do you think he's um, good enough to, like, start a professional golf career after basketball?
2: I mean, those guys are so good. Yeah, that's like special. saying, um, I don't know, who's the best, like, celebrity that plays basketball. Yeah, uh,
0: sure. It's It's just a different – Oh, what's the rapper? Uh, what's the dude that's in the White Man Can't Jump movie? Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh – Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be really good. But if he played against, you know, these guys, right? Harlow, Jack Harlow, yeah, yeah, yeah Jack yeah. Harlow's couldn't hoop, but he well, can't hoop. When you say white man can't
2: jump, the new, not Woody Harrelson, the new one Woody they Harrelson made a new one. I think they made Steph, a new one. I, think Steph, I think Steph could maybe potentially like try and get in like some events and maybe some Senior Tour or um, oh, okay. what's it called, the web.com. dot com. Yep, um, I think he has actually, but I think he would tell you the same thing that those guys are. They're on a different level. Yeah. Like, yeah. all those PGA guys, they're they're on a different.
0: Like level. Tony Romo was really good. Yeah, and he tried to qualify for something, and he couldn't. He couldn't yeah. do it. And he was really good. Yeah. yeah. So that's
1: good to know for me because I mean, I just like to go to top golf. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't count stuff out though. Just like those yeah. special athletes, they right. have something so, different deep down, and something. if they work on yeah. stuff, they can they can accomplish what, that. Every
0: what, time what? he's been counted out, he's he's proved them wrong. So yeah. What do you
1: think about the, the trades that's going on? you got Dame wanting to go somewhere, you got Jordan Poole leaving. How do you think that, uh, like, how does that add value to the NBA and, and winning the East versus the West?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just been crazy the last few summers. You know, obviously I think it started way back when LeBron made his decision. You've seen a lot more Player stars moving. And um, I think it's great for the league, though, because it just uh, it gives some more um, – you know, in the summertime when no one's really talking about basketball yeah. or, like, anything, it's, like, it brings headlines. Definitely. And I think it's great for the league and, you know, obviously, like, the jersey sales, the yeah, ticket right. sales. Um, but it is crazy, man. I mean, I know Dame's been there for whatever, 10, 11, Dame, 11 years. years like I think he just right, reached this point where he wants to move on. They got Scoot now who's going to be really, yeah. really yeah. good. And yeah. I just – I don't know. I like it for the league. I mean, I've been on a lot of teams, so yeah. it's nice to see other people move too.
0: Yeah. Last <laughs> last
2: thing for me, we we watched,
0: I moved here in 02, and Creighton was just moving over from the Civic over to then, I believe it was the Quest Center was the first one? No, it was uh, question. Question Quest Center. The so they were moving over there, and you've seen the growth. What, what's your thoughts on the way the city of Omaha has really adopted Creighton University
2: and the basketball program and the baseball and all the other programs as well? Yeah, I mean, they've been doing it for a long time, even before we got here or anyone got, I mean, when it was the, Ryan Sears, Dana Altman, yeah, right. Civic days—they've been doing it for a really long time. Because my dad was the coach at Northern Iowa, and we used to come here to watch. And the Civic would be packed. Be you rocking, know? yeah. And um, it just, it's just—it's cool to see the level it's gotten to now in the Big East and selling out every game. Um, it's a special place, and uh, I, I think um, you're starting to see that with the success we're having. You know, people want to come play here. It Doesn't matter where they're from, what what state, what right. country. Um it's Omaha, Nebraska and they, they still want to come here and it's just uh it's a special place. Yeah, it's hard to leave, man. Oh I know, people leave and they come still back here. Yeah.
1: yeah we got a teammate, um,
0: um, Justin Carter yeah. when he first came. I did not
2: believe that he would stay in Omaha, but now he's very kind of beautiful family. Yeah. Yeah. Him, Kenny, hey, Gregory, Gregory yeah. everyone. Everyone he's, still here? Yeah. Ekiniki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, Barkley called him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's playing in Japan. Yeah. And he's comes here in the summer, and he has a couple. He has a house here. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Our last question oh yeah. Is
1: this. Greatest Creighton team of all time in the modern day era. I mean, obviously, from when we played to. I know Elite Eight is huge on as far as accomplishments, but like team for team, what do you think are the top four teams?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna have to swallow my pride a little. I mean, I I think. I mean, I still, as a competitor, think like my senior year team could could beat anyone. But like, I think the Maurice Watson years with all uh, the oh, he got banged Kyrie, up, Kyrie, oh yeah, JP, good, yeah. uh Marcus. If Watson stays healthy, right. I, that, think that is, uh, I think that team is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't say anything about these last two years. I mean, last year especially. Right. Yeah. I think that those two, I feel like, are neck and right. neck, and. uh I mean, I think any of those teams could beat each other on any given night. It just yeah. depends on if the ball is going in. But I always think back on that Maurice Watson injury because I think – Big time. I mean, everyone does. But I think that team was special. Yeah, they were exactly. really, really good. And he reminds me a lot of the K-State point guard last year. Yeah. Um uh, Mark, Nor- okay. Nor- Norwell or Noel. Oh, yeah, hitting yeah. all big so, shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Wop would have probably yeah. carried us yeah. Um, yeah. pretty far too. Yeah. Mm. I always
1: say he's not only my favorite – but
2: the best point guard in Creighton history. I agree. Wow. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Nemhard was pretty special too. Um, yeah. But I mean, that that Watson, those yeah. Watson years were fun to watch. And uh, But if you are asking my honest question, I think we beat all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I say, so mine is, I, I
1: got the Maurice Watson team. I think number two would be your um, senior year team. Yeah. I think number three would be your junior year team. Yeah. And mm. I think number or
0: would be this Elite 18? Wow, okay. I
1: think about
0: who? Yeah. it's legitimate? They're going to have three NBA players come off this team. Yeah, Maybe more. So right? I agree. Yeah. Maybe
2: four. Yeah. 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 Uh, see, but see
0: how he thinks. Think I'm just. NBA. Uh, I think of Gregory
2: Echiniki, how Yeah. E- Echiniki. Echiniki? Echiniki? I think of matchups, too, sometimes. Yeah, sure. No, no, let me help you more. Yeah. I think about, he might have been
1: back, bumped back a couple, but... Top six ever score in
0: NBA hit, uh, college history. Sure. Right, here. right. No, I mean, they keep he them. me back. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. Listen, I, yeah. this, just do, this is what you should do, though. You should You should get Kevin Garnett's phone number and send him a text and go, 10 years, bitch. And that's it. <laughs> and don't say nothing else. He'll say, and don't say nothing else. He'll say 20. Boy, so,
2: yeah. so, well, he said you weren't going to play at all. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: you you obviously beat that yeah, up. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt. Doug, we appreciate it, man. Have a yeah, great
2: season. Yeah. I appreciate it, Thanks I for coming in. It. That was awesome. Josh, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Hey, we don't do that. We oh. dap. Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, cool.
0: Welcome back to Let It Fly Show. We appreciate it. Uh, Doug McDermott being on a show, your yeah. old teammate, he was good. Yeah. Gave us a nice he's interview. He's a
1: seasoned vet,
0: bro. And he's in the perfect spot. Yes. He's in one of my favorite cities in America in San Antonio. Yeah. He's got Victor Wembanyama coming in there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an electric year for them. Exactly. I just As I said to you before, I just hope the Bruno gets traded. I just hope he doesn't get traded I because figured. that would suck to be right there when yeah. all is a start and you no get doubt. traded. So no doubt, um, we've been doing our Mount Rushmore recent Rushmores for Nebraska for football for modern day Huskers yes, by since position. 1998 by right. position. We're calling it the recent Rushmores, and we're doing running backs today. Ooh. And Remember how when we were talking about quarterback, you had that one spot that was locked in. All right, got it. Well, you have three spots locked in this time. All you right. only have a spot. You only have, in my opinion, you only have one extra spot. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm assuming you're going to say Amir Abdullah. Yes. Third. So, Okay. So if you put Rex Burkhead ahead of Amir Abdullah, you smoking something. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't you blaspheme in this room. I like Rex. Rex is a great guy. Amir. was. Let's let's hear it. I'll give you the comparison. I'll give you the comparison. Over a four-year career. Yeah. Okay. Amir Abdullah, over 4,500 yards. Yep and another 690 yards receiving. Yep. First team all Big Ten in 2013. Mm-hmm. Second team twice. And he only trails one other player in Husker history. See, when you read that, for it yards sounds like a am like when you read that. Mike Rozier had yeah. 4780. Yeah. And Mir and, left here with yeah. 4580. And
1: we know Rozier is the greatest
0: ever. So. Well, LP.
1: Yeah, Lawrence Phillips. Is it's kind of hard. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: LP, he, LP obviously it, yeah. didn't have the length of career that Rozier yeah. had. Okay, um, but right. yeah, yeah, let's get so. back to this. So, so, day. so right. I think He's mirror, locked in. Amir's re- a lock.
1: I, I, I respect that. Yeah, and gets, I apologize respectfully. <laughs> Let me point to all these cameras. You <laughs> it's know? like
0: you do not do that in all this right. house. Um, so, all right, let's go. So you you want to go at Rex next? I do. okay, so I, I actually have I have Roy Hall, Jr. Uh, who is one of my favorites, uh, thirty, four hundred yards rushing, yep. another five hundred yards receiving, yeah, a total of twenty eight touchdowns in his career, fifth on the all time rushing list. Mm-hmm. He's got the single game rushing record for Nebraska. 307 yards yep. every minute he was going to the house against Missouri now, in let's that run. game. Hold on, me- <laughs> Nebraska offensive MVP, 9 <laughs> and 10. Yep. Okay, that's his resume. Here's Rex Burkett. There you go. Rex Burkett rushed for fewer yards, mm-hmm. three, 33-29 to thirty-four oh four. 4 Receiving-wise, Rex was 507 yards, so seven more yards than Roy. That's it. Seven more yards than Roy. Mm-hmm. He's got two more touchdowns than Roy. Mm-hmm. He's the sixth leading rusher, whereas Roy's the fifth leading rusher. Right. He's eighth in all-time touchdowns. Right. He was first-team all Big Ten in 2011, just like Roy was a first-teamer. Yeah. And he does hold the school record for the most carries in a game. Now. That game against Iowa, uh, against Michigan yeah. State, where he went for, oh, that was against Iowa, 38. Right. 38 carries now, in a now game. Now, watch
1: this. Okay. Now,
0: the reason why I say Rex. Why are you going Rex? It's
1: something called an eye test. Okay. And... Just like people got Kobe Bryant back in the all-time mm-hmm. greatest players of all time. Yeah, I seen him. I have seen
0: all three. I saw all three of and, them.
1: And so that's what I'm saying. I think Rex had something about him that just had a little bit more dog. Maybe it was his style. You're in the street, okay?
0: Oh and man! You, you're picking. <laughs> you're picking players. You're picking players. You're like, who you got first? And your running back spot. You, you really got not lose got Roy with Roy Hellu two. Jr. standing there, yeah. and you got Rex Burkhead. I, for one game scenario, I'm taking Roy. I'm, he was more I'm, explosive. I'm ta- yeah, he was the race. home run guy. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Roy Hellu Jr. All right. That's ooh. good. And so so now we got three. So
1: we got three. So here's the here's, order don't matter because it's Mount Rushmore. No, it's Mount Rushmore. more. Doesn't Respect. matter left
0: to right, right to left, middle yeah, to yeah There you go. Um so here are your other guys they have a choice to pick yep. for. So you got Pork Chop, Corey Ross. Yep. Okay. Cory <laughs> Ross. Corey Ross is thirteenth yep. on the all-time rushing list. Mm-hmm. Right? Head Two years where he just carried the whole offense he by did. himself. He did. In 04 and 05. He did. Right? Um, I mentioned how good he was. He also had, on top of that, he was second team all big 12 in 05. Then you have Marlon Lucky. Mm. Kid from California. Rushed for twenty three ninety three, but receiving yards thirteen seventy nine. He's sixth all time in yards from scrimmage. In the history of the program, he's number six in terms of yards from scrimmage.
1: Now... I'm going to roll with uh, Lucky.
0: Oh, we got more. We got more. We got more. I got two more. No, nah, I, I, I got I got two more. Corey Ross, more on Lucky. Dan Alexander, because we're talking 98 on. No, okay? right? So Dan Alexander. Lucky. Rushed for 2,400 <laughs> yards. Didn't catch. First team all Big Ten. That's cool. In 2000 and was the Alamo MVP in 2000 as well. Yeah, that's cool. And then one more, and it's RIP because he just passed away. Mm-hmm. Darren Dietrich. Yeah. Rushed for 2,445. He was first-team All-Big 12 in 01. He was second-team All-Big 12 in 2000, 2000, and he was a leading rusher in the whole Big 12 his senior year. So you have Darren Dietrich, kid Mm -hmm. from Canada, RIP, Dan Alexander, big, tough fullback, Marlon Lucky, and Corey Ross for that last spot since
1: 1998. All right,
0: so Amir Abdullah, Roy Helu, Okay.
1: Rexburg had Yes. Marlon Lucky. Really? That's my four right there. What's your four? What's your four?
0: Marlon's so tough because because he came through in a time where people had – he was a five-star, right? Yes. So he had the expectations of him being this certain player. Yeah. And even though he had a great career – this dude in one year caught more than 70 balls as a running back. Man. For his career, he had 135 (laughs) catches. Yeah. I know. That's as many catches as most of the wide receivers I, I in the history of the program. I know, yeah. We, but yeah. he didn't live up to what I think people thought he could be, yeah. so he doesn't get remembered like you say he – like exactly. you haven't been remembered. Right. Um, I, have, I have an affinity for Corey Ross. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite players to ever cover while well, I was covering Nebraska. I have an affinity for him. Yeah. Um, I, think I, I think I'm with you with Marlon. I think I yeah. would go Marlon. Also, here's another thing about Marlon. It wasn't like he was catching dump-off passes. No. He yeah. averaged 10.2 T- yeah. yards a catch. I know. So he averaged a first down every catch. I know. Which is different <laughs> than a lot of times when the guys are catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. Right. Eighth all-time receptions. Yep. Think about that as a running as back. As a running back. Eighth all-time receptions. Exactly. So we'll have – That's m- why
1: I said, man, like those stats are huge with some players, but yeah. those eye tests are, equate sometimes yeah. too. Now, see
0: That's the thing about Marlon. Eye test-wise, yeah. Marlon didn't always run – like some of the great yeah. running backs in Nebraska history, he didn't. No. He didn't always find the hold. He always a hole. He always didn't maybe finish a run like he should. Beast, he wasn't overly and this is hard to say because he's a he's a football player and he was a good football player. The level of toughness right. when you compare him to a Dan Alexander. Or even a Corey Ross. Some people are
1: just talented. He's, he's a very, he's a very talented yeah.
0: kid. Right. Um, and there's some other guys that, that have played right. pretty well. Uh, uh, Terrell Newby had a yep. nice career. But I think these are the guys that Who are they from. I think it's Amir Abdullah. It's Roy Haloud Jr. And it's Rex Burkhead. And it's Marlon Lucky. Since nineteen ninety-eight.
1: Mount Rushmore, modern recent day Rushmore. Huskers. That's our Running recent Rushmore. Yeah. Who are yours? Who are yours? Let exactly. us know. Exactly. Yeah. Hit us up. Let
0: us know. Get in there in the comments and, and talk yeah. to who you it is. No man. doubt about that. It yeah. just get me excited for this year. I know. I know. maybe one of these players, maybe one of these players <laughs> I know. can knock somebody off. Especially with our the recent new coach. Rushmore. Coach matters. You never know. Coach matters, yep. man. Maybe Anthony Grant puts up two grand this year. Man, that'll be crazy. That'd be- <laughs> Let me, real quick before we go, before we go, I'll never forget being a kid and every day getting the USA Today because at the top, when Marcus Allen was going for 2,000 yards, yeah. this would have been 1982 okay. and, or 83, excuse me, and every day I would get the paper and see how many yards he rushed for on Saturday, Man. and they had a counter. Now he's at eleven hundred. Now he's yeah. at thirteen hundred, trying to get to two thousand. And it was amazing. so bad for yeah. the
1: people he ran against. It's like, what, 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 were y'all trying to tackle him?
0: <laughs> he was so, he was so good. And as a freshman, he was a fullback ahead of Charles White, who won the Heisman Trophy that Dang. year. And then Marcus turned around three years later and won the Heisman as well. That's legendary. Great. I, I love me some USC growing up. We appreciate as always. Want to thank. Doug McDermott for coming in. Yes. That was awesome for my him. My boy, my guy. Our executive producer putting all this together, of yep. course, Phil McClain. Yep. The king. Val. Val Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> who loves him some lemon, pe- lemon pe- pepper wings, all that as well. And I just want to remind you, Omaha Steaks, always a wonderful gift any time of the year. It could be a Monday. Yeah. It could be a Tuesday. Love it. It could be your birthday. It could be a holiday. It could be any day. Right. People love getting a gift of Omaha Steaks. Oh, I man. know that for a fact. Josh, take us away. Hey,
1: it's Josh Jones here with my man Michael Severe. You know how we do it, it's a Let It Fly Show.